Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 194. I am your host, Mike Apps, a.k.a. Wheels, and with me as always. The Verone Family Master, uh, currently balancing the new on the corpse of the old. Okay. Well, that's horrifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever that means. Okay, your man in Japan, Michael Baker, Gaijin Monogatari. And special guest... Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. <laughs> That's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> no, Joey Jojo. <laughs> Joey Jojo. Yeah. Well, get used to that for the rest of this podcast. Um, <laughs> for, for those concerned, what I meant is that my <laughs> new laptop is balancing on the old one. Oh, that's perfect. Oh. You see, it's it's got it's there's metal on it, so it'll help disseminate the heat from the new laptop. Uh, Even mean, in death, it can have power. I mean, I'm gonna—I would make fun of you, but I have sometimes, sometimes set up a laptop on another laptop. I, I also feel that it's worth notice, noting that uh, I, it's basically a temporary arrangement until I have the wherewithal to pry into the old one and rip out one of its drives. Uh, nice. The one that looks least likely to have been horrifically base level corrupted at some stage. <laughs> My work laptop is the Surface Book, which means, unlike most laptops that get hot on the bottom, mine gets hot on the screen because that's where the whole computer is, so I can actually yeah. safely place it. You can it on just vent out. Yes, I can just <laughs> plop it on top of another laptop if that happens to be the space available. Listen, there's, there's metal on this. It can just heat that up, and it's not like this thing's going to get more broken than it already is. Exactly. <laughs> Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, now that that's described and explained. <laughs> hey, I have a broken laptop too. Yay! Uh, don't we all? <laughs> oh, I've had a long history of interestingly broken laptops. Yeah, this one died real spectacularly, but we already went into that a couple weeks ago, so I won't rehash it. <laughs> I had one that managed to go into vapor lock. Oh, that's that, impressive. That sounds bad. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. recovered once and then completely died three days later. Wow. It's like yeah. a reverse Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But it was like entirely the weather to blame because at that time I was mostly keeping my windows open in the middle of rainy season. Uh, yeah, that'll well, When it was not actually raining, but the humidity was upwards of 70% on a good day. <laughs> oh, wow. And apparently my laptop just did not like that. Can't imagine why. Uh. I gave my laptop to my mom, and then years later, she got a better one and gave it back to me. And the second I got it back, it broke. <laughs> yeah. Your laptop just responded, oh, I'm not going back to this again. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I was trying to use it as like uh, for emulators and stuff, and it didn't like that. And it, uh, I won't be party to this. Yeah. How dare you, <laughs> sir? Yeah, it was like, but, which magical rituals did your mother perform? I don't know. I Didn't don't have know. time to find out. <laughs> no. Oh, anywho, um, but the good news is she's got a better laptop now, That's... and um, and I ended up upgrading my desktop anyway, so it's oh, fine. Man. Yeah. So since the last time I was on, I got the um, Ryzen seven twenty seven hundred X processor, oh, and and I got the 
um, 5500 XT graphics card, which kind of blows. But unfortunately, the motherboard I got only supports eight lanes of PCIe 4.0. So I'd have to upgrade the motherboard to get a better graphics card. Uh, Computers are complicated. I I have a degree in computers, (laughs) and I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I know what he's talking about, and that's why I don't like it. (laughs) So I skimped out on on the motherboard, basically. So now... I have to get a new one if I want to replace anything else. Uh, and I, I, just get I got IT certifications back in the day. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I know just enough about how well I handle things to know that if I uh, attempt to make anything other than the most basic and necessary changes to a computer, I will explode it, so I don't do that often. Yeah, and, and poor wheels. I... Uh, I didn't want to pay for a new copy of Windows, so I tried to use SteamOS and I tried to use Ooh. Ubuntu. Oh, Lordy I Lou. Kept, I kept texting him, like, why, why isn't this doing what I'm telling it to do? And he started telling me about repositories or something. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh, let's what talk are about you talking about? <laughs> I, so I could not get Wine to work. And Oops. yeah. So, well. Let me tell you the about tra- the joys of compiling from source code, sir. The fundamental oh. tragedy of using something like Ubuntu is that it's an OS that is designed to try to make Linux simpler to use, but that is fundamentally against why people who love Linux want to use it. And anyone who doesn't know Linux that well will inevitably run into something that causes them to just scratch their head in confusion. Yeah. And not really be able to fix it. It's an OS for programmers, and any, everyone else should stay away. Yeah, kind of. Well, programmers. And believe it or not, assorted types. Believe it or not, I have a bachelor's degree in game design and development. Yeah. Ooh. And oh. um, and I took uh, C sharp and C plus plus, and I did the bare minimum <laughs> to pass, and said I do not want to program. And yeah, well, it's good to learn that as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, I really love programming. I don't want anything to do with game programming. No, thank you. Yeah. Game programming is a lot of C++. Yeah. Yep, and the collision detection is such a pain in the ass to program. Oof. <laughs> it's like, okay, so I, I, I tell Game Maker that this little white block is a solid object and the character sprite should not be able to pass through it, but the character sprite passes through it. So I have to go to each individual block and, and say, this is not, this is a solid object. And, and it's, I don't know. That's bad object oriented practice. Isn't Game yeah, Maker what they made? Uh... Undertale got made in that. Yes. A few other things. Yeah. Come on, man! What are you doing? Well, Make your own Undertale. Come on, shut up chop, and chop. jam. Gaiden Chapter One of the Hoop Sparkly Saga was also made in Game Maker. Um, oh, that was a memory. Yeah. That's a good memory. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I dabbled in RPG Maker, but that uh, that has certain limitations. And uh, RPG Maker—it's very simple until you want to do anything interesting. At which point, yes. it becomes very complicated. Right. Yes. An entirely off- bespoke scripting. I've often tried to dabble in these things and then realize, oh, I'm not that creative. 
<laughs> so, anywho, um, I, I, I will stick to just writing the story out. So. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Um, but uh, what have we been playing? <laughs> Who wants to go first? Well, I already oh, told been... you I'm playing. Yes. <laughs> I've been playing Hades. Ah, yes. uh, wheels approved. I do. Yes. And I finally beat the, quote, final boss, unquote, and then found out I had to beat him nine more times. It gets and... a lot easier. Yeah. So then I beat him nine more times, and then <laughs> the game just keeps going, and I said, I think I've had enough. I, I, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, I beat it with... Every weapon, I think, maybe. And uh, put about 50 or 40 or 50 hours into it, and I'm done. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Like about 90 escape attempts, I think. <laughs> no, it, the, the game has a very much has a natural endpoint if you don't want to like keep messing around with things. And, you know, I would never fault anyone for stopping there. You know, it's a perfectly natural endpoint. And hey, I, I I rolled credits. That's what. Counts, yeah, exactly, right? exactly. They rolls <laughs> credits, win. and like a lot of games of of this ilk, there's more you can do, but it's not really it's not required. And if you've had your fill, then you're good. So can't fault yeah. you for that. But uh, you enjoyed it, right? I did for the most part. Um, I had a few runs that were so bad that I wanted to rage uninstall and then punch the entire development team um and but then i had one run that was so good that i was like oh okay so this can be easy if you just get the right boons okay so. yeah and eventually there's ways to not necessarily force the right boons but give you a much better chance of what you're looking for or what right. you want to try yeah so i like that each run is meaningful and each run just makes the game that much easier and um and i i didn't turn on that setting either i didn't turn on the god mode or whatever that makes it easy i i did it on default difficulty nice yeah so anyways um and then i tried to put the heat up to like 22 and <laughs> i got destroyed uh <laughs> You, you yeah, you start with one heat and you work up from I, there. I know. I know, but but just just for fun, I put one point in every category, and just to see what would happen. And then I got murdered. So. Death is what happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, and um, well, Wheels and I did do a session of the. Scott Pilgrim re-release. That is a hell so of a lot of fun. We're yeah, that it. game's hard as hell, but we... Uh, how far did we get, though? I think we beat the second boss, and we were just like, yeah, I'm done. No, we got yeah, to the we, third level, yeah, got, that's right. And, we got to the third one. I think we died yeah. at the boss. Yeah. So. But, but no, that game is extremely good, and everyone should buy it while it's still available again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even if you don't necessarily care about the property, like I think it's just a really good beat 'em up, and it's got good music, it's got great sprites, and you—I don't think you even need to know uh, 
anything about um, the property itself. Yes, and in case you're wondering, the books are way better than the movie, as expected. And the game is based more on the comics than on the uh, movie as well. So, yeah, for sure, for the little I've read of the comic, the the sprites really do look exactly like the comic characters. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's a fun game, fun comic game. So we Pretty played that, movie, and and then uh, what else did I play? Uh, well, I got the Xbox Series S when it came out. So I do have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Yakuza Like a Dragon. So I, I've been Ooh, dabbling between man. different lunch titles. Yeah. So in Yakuza, I got to the part where you're in the uh, like shanty town and you meet the uh, homeless people. And then that one guy joins you and he can like shoot pigeons at people. So no, I thought but, that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty neat. It's a lot, yeah. It gets better. It does, it does. <laughs> okay, good. I, uh, I actually was just popping that back in and doing some uh, sub-stories I hadn't gotten around to. Appreciating. I did. There was one sub-story that so one of the jokes, well, not really even a joke, one of the tropes of the Yakuza franchise is a bit where... A character will like grab the shoulder of their jacket and then cast off both their shirt and jacket without damaging either in one motion. And it's it's so common that you don't even think about it after a while. But I, I was shocked when the game itself parodied it without really drawing attention to it, okay. because there's a sub story where you, uh, where you're talking to someone, they they put their hand on their shoulder to do that and they cast off everything but their underwear <laughs> like he somehow in that throws off his pants as well and no one really brings it up it just happens also that's a game where uh, completing the business mini game that exists in every Yakuza game gets you an ability called like I think it's Essence of Orbital Laser Oh, oh wow. no! <laughs> because cool. you you made so much money in the business mini game that you just apparently have a satellite cannon or something. Sounds about right. That's cool. actually probably the best business side game that's been in the series. It's really good. Oh, and I forgot to mention I put about ten or twenty hours into Cyberpunk, <laughs> which I know is a contentious subject right now. So no, <laughs> but on the series S you don't get 60 FPS, but you don't get all the ridiculous glitches either. It's a solid 30 the whole time. So I actually had a good experience with it and I've been focusing on hacking and, um, the other one, the crafting and stuff. So, mm. yeah, I, so that's, as soon as the fight starts, I just hack their brains in do cool stuff and yeah it's it's fun can you make them dance like chickens um if all no now. no you can you can light their brains on fire well that's horrifying <laughs> yeah but, uh, so that's pretty cool 
the the game is good when it works, right? And of course, I'm not going to defend the developers or publisher for that terrible launch, but um, with a bunch of patches on the right hardware, it's a pretty good game, I'd say. <sighs> okay. Wales. How about you? I have been playing the quests of dragons. Oh, Dragon Quest 11? 11, 11 and Both? 7. Either? Yes. Oh. Uh, in 7, I hit a new area where I went to several towns, stayed at the inn, and woke up to everyone in town being gone. Huh. And well, oops. Eventually following <laughs> so a weird magician, or not magician, musician, sorry, through some strange oh, portal. Piper. Yes, exactly. And now I'm in some weird monster tower. So cool. That's going along. Seems a bit more straightforward than the other stories in that game so far, but sometimes you need a breather, but maybe there's a twist. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And that was what that was one of the nicer things about seven is there was always a something different happening next. Yeah. And in 11, I finally beat the stupid giant spider I had to uh, grind a bit on. I remember that fight. And then got to find out some more about the main character's past, which was interesting and emotional. I'm going to put out a question, though. Yeah. Are you playing on some stupid difficulty, or have you turned on some of the, like, draconian nonsense? I have. Uh, Okay, that explains it. Yes. What did Uh, you turn on? Uh, the less experience from weaker enemies and the occasional, the thing where your main character occasionally freaks out in embarrassment. <laughs> I love it. Which you can no, yell at me that. for, but it is freaking hilarious. It is. I mean, I am going to yell at you. You can make difficulty decisions like that in this yeah. game? Yes. In 11, really you have like these things, way. they're called like draconian something or other? In the, uh, it's in the um, plus version, though the yeah. you know the switch port that got reported to other consoles. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, I I don't remember seeing this one in the switch one. I fired up uh, oh. I, I fired up the Xbox version because it's on Game Pass just to mess around with, and it seemed like they had an option where you can do that same thing for your entire party, where. Any, yeah, I wasn't time. aware that they had made any changes to that part, but maybe uh, it's, I'd, I'll have to go back and look. Um, because yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been a while since I started a new game in the Switch version, but I don't remember that being there. So, this it may be something new since obviously they'd have to add new text where you know all, all the different party members could potentially freak out for random reasons. <laughs> and, like, with, yeah, that seems obnoxious. Yeah, well, ju- now, and just um, with the main character, there are like a there's like a ton of different like random things and it's different if it's like happens in battle or ha- happens when you talk you're just talking to somebody in town um it's that's cute but i think i'd rather just look up a video of it yeah it's <laughs> rather than have it it's happen crazy the, the, entire the amount of effort they put into a stupid feature like that a truly yeah. baffling feature yeah really I just want to know, did you let the townspeople say random crazy things, too? I did not. I don't think oh. I turned that on. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. 
they 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 just say the most ridiculous things that are I think well the game describes it as they say unhelpful things and it's like no they're they say ridiculous like schizophrenic things is what they do. Okay. I, I mean that's not typically helpful if you're trying to advance through the game but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun though. Yeah, DQ11 really went wild with some of those like some of those are clearly just for difficulty but some of them are just let's just be weird. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've been having fun a lot with both of those and plodding along and uh, Eska and Loji as well. So, uh, let's see, did I play anything else since last week? Some more AC Valhalla, just, you know, raiding. Yeah. Viking. Why not? Which I did not realize was a verb. <laughs> Vike, Viker, Viking. Today I, bike, yeah, today I bike, yesterday I biked. <laughs> Vikering. Let's go Viking. Uh, so it sounds like you've had your plate full. Yes. Uh, as, as I made clear, I uh, spent quite... I, I've been dipping back into Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I am. I have like this, like, con- uh, I've been doing more Adelir Aisha. That's fun. And I have a plan to tackle certain games that I have been meaning to play, but need to structure myself a little bit to actually get me playing them while I work out whether I can retrieve my Kingsfield save. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Poor, poor Kingsfield. We were getting along so well. Uh, torn apart by fate. Um, let's see. But yeah, Gaijin, you mentioned uh, before we started recording what you were playing, but just for the audience's sake. Well, I've got Atelier Ryza 2 right now. Yep. It's just By the time this goes up, it'll probably be out. Probably. So, yeah, one of the fun things about this game is it has much more wide open space in a lot of the exploration areas and a lot less detail on the maps. Hmm. So, like, there are large sections of this one area I'm in that I can't quite reach, and I'm not quite sure why. Hmm. Except for the fact that there's a huge number of rocks in the way. And I uh, can apparently jump around them. I feel like... A uh, Adelaide protagonist should just make a bomb and fix that. But uh, yeah, that's normally what they do. But these rocks are about half the size of a mountain. Oh, so they need to make a bigger bomb. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's this one case where there's an obvious stone arch that I can cross at some point. I just need to figure out how to get onto it. Okay. I seem now to be bear with me. Direction. I've got an idea. Oh boy. Even Uh-oh. bigger bomb. <laughs> I think yeah. there's merit here. I mean, if this were Judy or Violet, I'd probably be going with uh, flying, uh, flying broomstick. But no. Sure. But yeah, there's yeah, apparently that... a treasure chest over in the corner that I cannot figure out how to get to. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. So. It happens. 
It's Adelaide. It's Ryza. Got to rise it to the occasion, yes. Well, uh, yeah. I think that's all anyone here to plan. Pretty much. Oh, uh, who's been playing Age of Calamity? I have not, because I Warriors. don't typically play Warriors games. I think we all just played oh. a little bit. Yeah, I played it a bit. <laughs> I got distracted by new shiny objects. Yeah, same here. Uh, but Not a shiny object, Jason. The only complaint I had about it was controlling the guardians, not the 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 divine beasts. Beast. Was really yes. boring. That's Other than that, uh, yeah, but you you could shoot lasers at monsters. That yeah, was it was fun, very boring. It? No, it was uh, not. <laughs> okay, was not. I thought it was fun. I'm saving all of my Muso Energy for Persona it. 5 Strikers. That's fair. That looks really Oh, Persona sweet. 5 Strikers, yeah. yeah. That's in a few weeks. That's yeah. February something or other. And my, like, Twitter has finally found an ad that makes sense for me because it's shown me the promoted tweets about that like 15 times. <laughs> it's like, like well, Twitter? at least... Oh, it's a bad place where things that are bad happen. Um, it's a little bit. I, I heard that the uh, I heard the bad man got taken off of Twitter though. Oh, did got taken off like three or four times in a row. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious that night. Uh, Two thousand two yeah. band dodging all over again. But uh, yeah, no, like just in general, it's still a it's still a hellish place. But. Um, and Wheels has just flatlined in Final Fantasy Legend. No, I'm I'm uh, trying. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find a map because I don't remember uh, where this stupid island you need to get the air seed is. But yeah, uh, we're uh, we're moving on. Uh, let's do some questions. Yeah, we should. We don't have a. Uh, I have. Did questions. the last episode go up yet? Because it's not there. Uh, no, and I didn't think so. That. That's fair. I just wanted to be sure that it will I be up missed. by the time people not listening to this live um, hear this episode. <laughs> I, I would hope that you don't intend to put them up in the wrong order. <laughs> that would be quite curious, and I would have to ask what your thought process was that caused that. Uh, that would be funny. So, what did you guys it? complain uh, about the? Um, did you complain about the game awards at the time? Uh, probably at least a little, but it immediately left my mind because December was a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. this assumes that I care. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I t- sent uh, Dave some, some angry gifts when they announced the game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that I sent Invective backwards, uh, back to yeah. It may have been a uh, Hades from the Hercules Disney movie gif. As would be appropriate at the time. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two was one of the most depressing and bloated and poorly paced games I ever played. With a I terrible, play terrible story. Yep. Oh. Well, Thankfully not an RPG, so we're not allowed to talk about it unless I feel like talking about it, in which case I don't. Um, here I am looking at from <laughs> looking for a map. I go down a few squares and there's the island I'm looking for. 
Good job. <laughs> Success. But apparently, we actually do have a new question that is not from the big list. Yay! What is not it? Not that we don't appreciate the big list. It was from it was from a continuous good pal, uh, Platy M3. Uh, put Q and A question for you. Are there any JRPGs where the main character is male and is not embarrassed by all the female attention? Get it's a trope where all the girls like the boy and he's just constantly embarrassed. But any trope breakers out there? Uh, depends upon how much the concept is, the romance concept is focused on. Yeah, because I mean, you can make an argument that the uh, that the Castlevania games. <laughs> Would be like that just because nothing stops the hero from doing what he needs to do. If we want to talk about games that have like romance options or subplots, uh, it's that's broken, a bit more of an issue. Yeah, like there's sub stories like Broken Record Time, there are sub stories in Yakuza games where the protagonist is like theoretically, like temporarily romantically involved with someone. But, like, the entire point of those characters is always that they're very collected. So there's never, like, a, oh, I'm embarrassed. Because also they're all, like, 40. So it would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's always fun. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. The, uh, the protagonists from Persona 4 and 5 seem to keep their cool most of the time. Yeah. That's the- another one where, like, the kind of stoicism is kind of the point of the protagonist. Yeah, yeah, and and neither of those games are really as marinated in Japanese anime harem plot lines. <laughs> right, they're certainly there, but they're not. Yeah. I mean, especially for but... five, yes, not for four as much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, no, I mean, because I mean, four obviously obviously has the single romantic interest, and they are an item before the story even starts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's coming from a very different perspective than like grandia where justin meets the girl half uh, way through the first chapter okay yeah so there's relatively little of that in grandia given all the all things considered though i know grandia had some really fun stuff but um I just mean I just mean in terms of like embarrassment is not usually the operative emotion happening in that relationship Oh, I wasn't just talking about that relationship because he had some interactions with some other female characters in the game that were a lot more embarrassing. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And That's at least cool. one case more lethal if the girls had ever actually realized that he was peeking through. Yeah, memories. Uh, yes. uh, Rambia 2, the protagonist, is the object of affection canonically of two different characters, but he's not too put off by it. Uh, let's see... Uh, uh, you got your good old Dragon Quests where they have romance plots. <laughs> your stoic protagonist will say nothing and respond in no real fashion <laughs> except what you instruct him to do. Uh, but just in, in general, like, uh, those, those tend to lean more towards the idea of, like, they're just two nice people that like each other. Get over it. <laughs> so that's but, uh <laughs> at least they're rarely as annoying as Tales of Fantasia. Oh, I hate everything about that game. So yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it was just I, I played one of the spinoff games and it included Cress and Mint as side characters and any scene that they were in is like, get a room, you two, please. Just <laughs> it's even it. weirder because uh, I have a lot of issues with the writing of Tales of Fantasia, but that's not actually in the original as much. Yeah. No, I mean just like you guys are every conversation they have is it ends in embarrassed silence. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's not so much a will they, won't they? It is a we are all you guys screaming just go at off them, and please do it, and they won't. <laughs> you guys just go off and work this out and then come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tales of is kind of one of the poster boys of like, when, when there's romance, it's going to be handled this way. <laughs> and it's going to be very tiresome after a bit. Uh, I mean, it is like the most anime of all RPG series. Yes. An, like anime and very specifically teenager focused. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, very often if you have a rom strong romantic subplot at all in the RPG, it's going to be following the Japanese tropes. And that includes a very embarrassed teenage boy at some stage. Yeah. I mean, even, like, even like Final Fantasy X. Oh, man. I don't remember how much embarrassment Titus has, but I'm embarrassed for him at least sometimes. So yeah, I mean he actually holds it holds it together pretty well, but and they don't really push very hard because the story is as much Yuna's as it is his, and so he doesn't end up with a lot of the really embarrassing stuff happening because that would be detrimental to her story arc. Yeah, the embarrassing things that happen are typically things that are embarrassing to the viewer, so... Yeah. And no, I'm not going to rag on the laughing scene. That's not the problem with that scene. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. That scene's supposed to, to be weird. Everyone in the background is cowering away from them and asking if they've gone insane. <laughs> I was gonna, That is entirely the point. Yeah, just blame it on the voice acting. I mean, it's not even, like, I feel feel terrible for the voice actors because of like the horrible like conditions placed upon that game from a technical perspective it was like it was not it was like it was made by people who did not realize that it was absolutely going to be localized within like months of them finishing it <laughs> like the interviews uh, i've brought the, these interviews up with before but there was an interview on the sadly now deceased u.s gamer where they talked with some of the people who worked on that uh on that localization and basically they said that voice files in the US in the English version had to match for length almost exactly with the Japanese ones and Oof. that is almost impossible especially when you get to like simple one word responses like yes just become absolutely ridiculous like mm -hmm. that's why certain characters ended up having like weird ticks, like Waka going eh, a lot just sort of showed up. It's like that'll like allow you to sort of fill in little bits of time that because this line has to be just that little bit longer. So uh, it was not a good time for any of them, and the fact that any of it ended up being doable at all, like even the fact that it's as that there are downright decent parts of that dub are quite impressive. <laughs> Mm -hmm. 
probably also helped the ones that didn't have to match up to lip flaps. Oren's mouth is almost always covered, and he sounds better than almost everyone else in that <laughs> game. <laughs> no coincidence there. But yeah, like it's just one of those things like, uh, you see this a lot in anime, and thus you see this a lot in games. Yep. Hmm. We cool. also make me one of your party members in this Dragon Quest 3 playthrough. Okay. Uh, what class do you want to be? I get about. Um, let's see. But yeah. Uh, do I name the character it's, it's Dave always nice. or FBM? Uh, take your pick. Either's fine. But. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um. Did I pick well, the that female was main character? What the hell? Yeah, I thought you did. What the hell happened? I'll uh, try that again. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Oh, does, does anyone catch uh, fellow RP gamer guy Lofter's stream anytime? Uh, can't say that I... Oh, just the other day I just clicked on it to see and he was playing Saga 3 Remake on the DS. Ooh! So I, I didn't have a lot of time to watch it, but I caught the um, I caught the Dogra fight nice. towards the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah. I love that remake, mostly because it's much better than the original. Also because it's a good game. That's important. Yes, yes. It it is a good game, partly because it is so much better than the original. <laughs> <laughs> But it is the single most improved remake I have ever played. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess we should probably start traipsing a bit down Fireminer's big list. Oh yeah, let's see. Where have we got now? Where we were, did we leave off? The last sequential one we had done was like five, I think. Yeah, it was five, and then we skipped way down randomly to do something about Oregon Trail. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's see. Number six. Is the age of experimental over for corporations like Capcom, Square Enix, Platinum, and From Software? Will we only see AAA titles from them? Uh, let's see. Respectively, uh, somewhat yes, no, and yes. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, Capcom has always been really good at finding a formula and playing it to death and then finding a new formula once they realize they can't make as much money. Yeah, they're very good at reinventing things and just creating new things. So I think it's likely that, like, much like they always have been, about once every five or so years, Capcom will spit out something that no one else makes. And if it succeeds, then you'll get 500 of them. And if it fails, you'll right. never see it again. Um, yeah, so... And but, Square has not been really experimental since like 2010. I've uh, played some of theirs. Than that, but oh no, you know, I'm talking about some of the stuff that never got out of Japan. Oh, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. Blood of Bahamut, Sigma Harmonics. I mean, oh, the world with, ends with you was a Square Enix, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, whenever like one of their like auteurs gets hold of a bunch of money, then they make weird things. But but yeah, that kind of ended weird. with the end of the DS generation. The DS was a hotbed for this kind of thing. I think of like six really weird Square Enix games off the top of my head 
just for DS. Yeah, like the cost of making titles has really stifled. Like you can't, like World Ends with You was allowed to happen because it was like people, someone high up wanted it to happen, and it was a DS game, so it cost like a fifth, like a tenth of the budget of the S3 game. Yep. So you could just sure you can have this. You can have this little title that you want to happen because it doesn't really mean much one way or the other. And this explains a huge amount about Square Enix's DS library. Yeah. Because, again, play Sigma Harmonic sometime if you can manage the Japanese. It is weird. It's <laughs> like... I mean, it's not just the fact that it that you have to hold the DS sideways like one of the, those adventure games in order to play it properly, which is weird enough. <sighs> Good times. Yes, it was really interesting, but it plays like a combination visual novel some sort of rpg and a bit of megaton i like that yeah but yeah yeah that's just one of those things that like i I think that the only thing that would bring that back is a sudden like damn to burst about making lower budget games and i don't think that that's forthcoming anytime soon Uh, most of the folks over at square enix who are really good at making lower budget titles have probably migrated to other companies and studios. I mean, there are some... So, for for example, whichever studio it is that made the Alliance alive, that was largely former Square Enix personnel. Mm -hmm. So... But, I mean, I would say that there are definitely people within the current crop who can make that kind of game, but, like, I think it's also a case of their talents are usually considered better spent elsewhere. Yeah. But... I'm not quasi still on the payroll, so very occasionally. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say that. In in between 10 parts of Kingdom Hearts and FF7, Nomura still likes to do crazy weird things sometimes, maybe someday. Uh, As for From, what do they have besides the Souls types games? I mean, back in the day, they did everything. Like, they did tons of weird stuff, but since Demon's Souls, they've kind of consolidated around Souls games because they sell orders of magnitude better than anything they had ever released before. Uh, I was going to say, I yeah. got the feeling that they that they had found their flagship series and they were holding to it as strongly as possible. Like, they had other series that were, like, things that, you know, Armored Core used to be not a huge hit, but it did well. It certainly kept them going for a long time. Uh, like, between that, they would release things like Lost Kingdoms, Otogi Myth of Demons, uh, Adventures of Cookie and Cream, uh, Five Million Kingsfield, like weird dungeon crawler RPGs, Echo Knight. Like they did a lot of stuff that was Enchanted strange. Arms. Enchanted Arms, that game sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, probably the most famous of their We Just Made a Weird One Offs is uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. Uh, they just they did all sorts of nonsense and like that kind of got crushed out of them because it's just like that that won't pay the bills. There's nothing we yeah. can release a lower budget version of any of this on. So well, yeah, like I mean, because Sekiro was basically, you know, Demon Souls six. So I, I mean, mean they... Sekiro officially started like when they first yeah. started batting ideas around for it. It was Tenchu. And then they right. were they like once it started taking on more souls elements, they were like, "This is not really a Tenchu game anymore." So it stopped being a Tenchu game. But I mean, if you look at the protagonist of Sekiro, and it's like, 
Eh, you you redesign him just a little bit, and he's basically Ricky Maru from Tenchu. Yeah. So I mean, and, and Activision published that, and it's like, so I I don't see From Software going back to indie, and I think Elden Ring is just going to be another Souls like, um, unless I'm wrong. You're all all, wrong. all information points. Uh, uh, all information points to it being a Souls style game with maybe a more open progression system. Yeah. yeah. So in the past, I've complained about Sekiro, and I did make it to the true final boss to get the real ending, and then I couldn't beat him, and I, and now I hate From Software. I, I love Sekiro, and that game is mind-bogglingly hard, but yeah, it's all about what yeah. you want. And then, no, and I, I agree like with um, I agree with the assessments on Capcom and Square Enix, um, because I mean Capcom hasn't done anything really experimental in a while, like, um. Street Fighter Five, Devil May Cry Five, Mega Man Eleven, you know, so that they have great ideas, but like you said, they just kind of do them to death until mm. you don't want. They do them until they gotta reinvent. Because I mean, like every right. so often, one of their franchises needs the reinvention, and they do it. Right. And that's, that's where you get like Mega Man Battle Network for six games. You get a Battle yeah. Network, or you even get like every few games, Resident Evil just turns into a completely different kind of horror game. But it's yeah, you know. was and Resident, Resident Evil 7, Seven was the one that yes. really did it weird. Resident Evil that, 7, like, reinvented it as, like, a first-person horror game that, like, dialed back the amount of action a lot into, like, a sort of, like, you're being stalked most of the game. Yeah, uh, basically it turned awesome. it into a different sort of series. Oh, yeah, and RE7, like, RE7 is the only game that I, I have played through in VR and thought this was a significantly more interesting, like, this, this made use of VR in such a way as that it made the game more interesting, which is... Something I haven't really seen much of before. Uh, and then they went back to... Uh, then they did the 2 and 3 remakes, which were great. But again, like it's a like... A weird okay, fusion of that, of that yeah. style and the 4 style. Right. And then they're doing 8, which is seemingly another first-person one, but still seems like it's different from 7, so... It, well, I thought it was a direct sequel to 7 with the It same. is, but it does seem okay. to, like... There seems to be okay. more implications of different kind enemy types, which, like, RE7 has two, has one <laughs> enemy type that is a normal enemy, and then a bunch of giant dudes that just stalk you around the house. Yep. <laughs> and manages to make that interesting for eight hours. <laughs> hey. Which is an impressive move. It worked. Um, yeah, it absolutely works. It's just it, that's I tip my hat to that design acumen. And then what? What? What else has Square Enix done recently? Though I mean, there was, I mean, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. They were just the publisher, obviously, but then um, they did the Trials of Mana remake. Um, but it's mostly been remakes and sequels from them. Nothing really experimental, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Final There's Fantasy is always experimental. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, that's the one thing I'll give it, is that, like, at the very least, every Final Fantasy is going to be weird. Yeah, even <laughs> the remake of 7. I love yeah. the remake of 7 because it's weird in its own ways, but it still, like, has the exact spirit of FF7, a weird yeah. PS1 game. Yeah. Like, I was, I was a big fan of just... I was thinking about this earlier, and, like, I was watching a friend uh, play Xenogears, of all things, and they were uh, doing the bit early on that's basically the millennial fair from Chrono Trigger. <laughs> but 
Uh, like it just has all of these weird bespoke interactions, and it's like, oh, these kind of went away after the PS One era, and then like FF Seven Remake just has all these like weird mini games in it, and just like strange one-off aspects that are like, oh, they they brought back the spirit of PS One games. I missed that. <laughs> yeah, Dave, what am I naming your character again? Just just name it what you want. You'll know as long as it's identifiably got one of my aliases. I'll be fine. It counts. <laughs> what was the other company they mentioned in the question? Platinum Games, who is mostly a dev for, a gun uh, for hire dev. So, yeah, they they pretty. I I don't know. All of their games are experimental, aren't they? <laughs> At least a little. I mean, they just re-released Wonderful One Hundred One, and that game was uh... <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. That's a wild oh. game, and it has failed to pay off for them twice in a row. But they're also currently making like an Ultraman-inspired game. That that'll be interesting to see a game inspired by Ultraman that is not officially Ultraman, but will at least uh, not be as bad as any official Ultraman game. <laughs> uh, now, um, any chance Scalebound might get resurrected or not? Uh, very <laughs> unlikely, I would say. Yeah, this I didn't think. And that would have been a Microsoft Studios game, right? Yeah, Microsoft still owns the rights to that IP. Okay. And by everything I've heard, and if you want to find out more about this, I would recommend looking up uh, videos by a guy named Liam Robertson who did a lot of in, uh, research into what the hell happened here. Okay. But basically, he talked about how there's like, essentially, Scalebound almost killed the company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if they didn't have other contracts lined up to help some of the short like it it fractured a bunch of a bunch of people left during that project or as a result of that project like Jeez. it was not a good time and they would probably be like there would probably be considered to be concerns about bringing that project back up now that so many of the people who were supposed to be, be right creatively back. involved have left. Okay. They would have to get back into a uh, general like publishing agreement with Microsoft. Microsoft itself would be unwilling to sell the IP because it reflects badly on them if another company manages to make the game work. <laughs> just, uh, just a lot of different things that make that, uh, that game unlikely to come back. Right. And and then Platinum did Astral Chain, right? Yep, and that's a wild-ass game, too. Is it good? Yes, I would say it's good. I would okay. say it needs a sequel to be truly great, but I would say that the first one is good. Okay. Uh, and then what's what about Bayonetta 3? Well, let me tell you about how the uh, director of that, uh, who was... Never announced, but was probably going to be the director of Bayonetta 2, who left Platinum in, like, early 2019. Uh, probably did a huge number on pushing that game back several years. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. by all, there's no reason to assume that it's been cancelled by virtue of the fact that it's the sort of thing it would be really embarrassing to cancel. Okay. Companies don't like cancelling things after they've already shown them. <laughs> Most cancellations have a good 70% of games never actually make it to announcement by all I've ever heard. Right. Right. Video games. They're lovely, aren't they? Yes. Wonderful industry. Everyone, uh, no one's destroyed by this industry that we love. Uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I would suspect platinum. Platinum will continue to make anything that they uh, that will keep them alive. Uh, <laughs> they've got a lot of industry contacts, and it seems like, I mean, worst comes to worst, Nintendo will throw them contract work. Uh, but you know that that's going to continue to be like that's contingent on publishers like having things in their portfolios that make the fans happy even if they aren't huge like multi-million sellers as long as they just keep people keep the eyes of as many different people on you as possible oh yeah but yeah the the age of the wild west of uh game design is uh largely over at this stage um I think the real pity is that we'll never have anything as crazy as the transition from 2D to 3D ever again. Mm-hmm. Because that, like, if you haven't in a while, go back and play just some, like, PS1 and 64 era games. And Jump just. Jack Flash. <laughs> and just, like, yes. bask in. The degree to which they don't—it's—it's it's not that they're ignoring design concepts; it's that they have not yet innovated them and have gone in entirely bizarre directions that no one would ever pursue again. <laughs> That's uh, there's a lot to be learned and a lot of a lot of novelty in playing some of these uh, some yeah. of that Euro's games. Well, I gotta say, though, I think Mario 64 has held up pretty well. Oh, absolutely. I was was playing that in the uh, 3D All-Stars collection, and that one's held up well, although I didn't... I never liked Sunshine that much, to be honest with you. Sunshine is really, really obviously rushed. Like, really depressingly obviously rushed. Yeah. The entire progression scheme, though, is just kind of broken, though. Like... It it tries for all the world to look like its progression system in Mario 64s, but the entire thing is built around you just have to do all the Shadow Mario shines, and that yeah. is uh, not the same, and much more irritating, because it means that there is no such thing as a shine that you can just ignore because it's irritating for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Mario. Yeah. It's me, Mario. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mario time. Mario time. Okay. Yeah, are we ready to move on? Yeah, that's at number seven. Number seven. Oh. <laughs> do you think Falcom will ever revisit the Gagarv trilogy and do them justice? PSP releases were just terrible. Well, Falcom didn't make those, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I, that's... I, that's usually the issue with anything by Falcom that's considered awful. It's usually somebody else's port of a Falcom. Yeah, those PSP ports were before Falcom started making its own PSP games. That was relatively late. That was in, like, they didn't start making their own PSP games until, like, 2008 or nine. And, like, that's also why the E6 port on PSP is, like, a weird jerry-rigged version of the PS2 port. But uh, I don't really see them like I think that as much as they've never abandoned the Legend of Heroes branding with the 
uh, entirely with the Trails games. I don't think they think of it as the same as the prior Legend of Heroes games, and I don't think there's much of an impetus to go back to those. I was going to say, how would you even connect some of them? Isn't that Xanadu supposed to be connected? Xanadu is a... Well, to be fair, that was a Hudson port, I think. Yeah. But Xanadu is associated with Legend of Heroes, but there's also a bunch of Legend of Heroes games that aren't Xanadu games and vice versa. Uh, It's complicated. That's like... Because almost all of the... A lot of... Uh, Falcom's franchises other than like East started as Dragon Slayer games and then the franchise got big enough that they spun them out and they were no longer Dragon Slayer games but uh, they were something yeah like I'm gonna pull up even just the English Wikipedia list which is probably way less complete and it's gonna list like five things that are technically separate franchises but technically uh, technically considered to be part of the same meta Dragon Slayer franchise because we've got Dragon Slayer Dragon Slayer 2 is Xanadu and like technically like Fazanadu, Xanadu Scenario 2, Revival Xanadu, all of those are considered to be Dragon Slayer games, but like Xanadu Next and Tokyo Xanadu are Xanadu games, but not Dragon Slayer games. Uh, Dragon Slayer Romancia, which I think there's a few Romancia games that are not Dragon Slayer games. Uh, there's Dragon Slayer Family that became Legacy of the Wizard when they released it in English, and I believe... They probably had intentions for that to be something more, but there is no other Dragon Slayer family game. Uh, then Sorcerian is considered a Dragon Slayer game in some fashion. There's like 15 bazillion Sorcerian games. I think it's kind of a roguelike thing because there's a bunch of things that are like Sorcerian Scenario 2, and it's just like, oh, this is just a something that had very... It was entirely mechanically focused, I think. Then Dragon Slayer 6 is the first Legend of Heroes game. Then there's a bunch of Lord Monarch games. I've never actually seen how Lord Monarch plays. But then the eighth game is Legend of Heroes 2. And then there's a bunch of... There's, of course, the rest of the Legend of Heroes games that are not Dragon Slayer games. So the answer to whether any two Falcon games being are related usually ends up being... It depends. It's kind of complicated. <laughs> uh, did we else just miss uh, my Dragon Slayer lecture? Uh, I was going to say, I'm yes, not sure. If, I'm back. I think everyone did because it just oh. kind of went over our heads. <laughs> Listen, we else did not have to deal with the Dragon Slayer lecture. But yeah, <laughs> it's 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 complicated. <laughs> but I, I don't think that... Because like, they weren't the ones that brought Gagarf back to begin with and I don't like there there seems to be no real attempt to uh, I don't know when the last time they were involved with a re-release of that set of games which I believe encompassed Legend of Heroes 3, 4, and 5 and also we got those in the wrong order just for fun Uh, let me double check that 
right, but what are they up to on Trails of Cold Steel now? Is that uh, Trails of Cold Steel 4 concluded Trails of Cold Steel, which means that it t- successfully concluded Legend of Heroes 8. Okay. Then they made an inter uh, interstitial game between their m- sort of main games called Hajimari no Kiseki. And then there's a new one announced that seems like it might be the beginning of a new, like, proper, like, what would collectively be Legend of Heroes 9 that's called Kudo no Kiseki. Using an incredibly ex- obscure kanji for Kudo. Yeah, which, you know, that's the kind of fun you can do when you have a language like that. I mean, I had to do a huge Google search to even locate this thing because my computer refuses to acknowledge that I can type it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Japanese keyboards yeah. and trying to find obscure kanji. What fun! Yeah, uh, well, this one's actually technically a Chinese... Um, I mean, it's more of a Chinese thing because it can be used to refer to a specific ethnic group within China as well. But it's um, it's supposed to be like the the... The kind of black that you get right at dusk and the edges of the sky go dark. Something like that. It's weird. Cool. I mean, it's not as weird as having three separate kanji for blue that are all pronounced exactly the same. You know. Which happens. Hey, I've got four students in one class who all have a kanji for blue in their names. Different ones? None of them pronounce the same. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, we got uh, Aoi, Sora, so- um, Sosuke, and Runa, all of mm. whom have blue as the first symbol in their name. Just a different shade each time. Name kanji are uh, nightmarish. Um. Oh, no, th- this is part of the fun, because I have to actually try and keep track of several hundred students' uh, names, mostly from the very, very helpful seating chart. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just just uh, for fun, I looked it up. Uh, the release order that I believe Bondi dropped on these games when they brought over the PSP ports uh, was they released the second one first, the first one second, and the third one third. I don't Is know if there's a clear reason why they did that. No. Uh, sure. Why not? Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> Nobody. That knows. would be the exact reason. Yeah. Uh, these these ports were apparently developed by uh, a company called Microvision that I've never heard of, and I'm not convinced Wikipedia just didn't just make up. But yeah. Uh, I don't know that Falcom's touched these since the PC-98. Which would put it as since the mid-90s, so I don't... Unless they have a darn good reason to do it, I don't think they're going back to them. They, uh, it's, uh, Falcom's got a gigantic back catalog, and they know which ones it pays to go back to. That's why, thankfully, we'll never lose uh, access to at least some version of East 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 0, 8. Uh, but, Googleplex. But uh, 
like some of the more obscure ones. I mean, maybe if someone takes pity on you and decides they like Zvi, that's how we got Zvi, but... But I want to play Sorcerian. I Which one? I'm There's still very disappointed. Oh. Very disappointed that they did not rename the sequel to Zvi Dry. It really is odd to release a game called Zvi 2. Yes. You're, yeah. A lot of questions. None of them satisfactorily answered. But yeah, Wheels, there's like 15 of those. Like, yeah, I said, it, oh, it would make more sense if you just said you wanted more Brandish. I do. I can play... Uh, what was that? I had like a last version of Brandish that has a weird-ass name. The best Brandish name is Brandish to the Planet Buster. But there's like Brandish... Four that has like a weirder name, uh, Brandish VT four. VT. Yeah, I forget what was going on with that name. Uh, yeah, okay. It started as it was called Brandish VT because they like redid it. It was no longer like the same kind of game. It was now like it had the Diablo camera in it. Hmm. But then they rechristened it Brandish 4 when they re-released it later, but it was still kind of the same game. But yeah, it's, uh, it's isometric. Hope you... If, in case that was the thing that you wanted them to do to Brandish's weird, messed-up camera. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Brandish... Listen, just everyone go Marvel at Brandish to the Planet Buster. For its incredibly good name. Uh, uh, yeah, like the 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 Falcom catalog is a creature of chaos. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all we can say. It's, it's probably not coming back. But that's it. Did they um, make Puffle <laughs> Mail? Yes, they did. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that, that. that Sega CD game? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I read about it once in a magazine oh, in high oh. school, and that sounded looked so weird and interesting, and I knew I would never play it. It's a very cute game. Uh, working Designs decided that it wasn't hard enough, as was their want. Uh, uh, working Designs. If you want, uh, to, if you want to perhaps uh, gaze into the bitter eyes of the internet, you may find a patch that just reverts all of their difficulty changes. Um... You know, just in case you're uh, interested in playing the only English translated version of Popful Mail. Um, but yeah, that was a Sega Falcom joint, I think. No, no, it looks like it was farmed out to Sims, one of Sega's uh, less prestigious second party uh, acquisitions. But still, a good version of a pretty fun game that uh, has Falcom bleeding out of every orifice. So. Quite charming. Uh, much more charming than that metaphor. <laughs> what, what happened to you, Sega? You used to be cool. What? Sega's still cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. and yeah, that's true. Okay, like that's it. true. And I really need to go back to Hero Bank at some point, just for giggles. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I need to. Pop back in and finish Popful Mail now that I have a computer again. Uh, yeah, that's a, 
is my memory tricking me or was it a side scrolling type of game too yeah it's a side scrolling or action rpg uh, and Sega almost, like, Sega initially considered localizing it themselves and considered just bastardizing it heavily. Uh, there Bastards. was, there existed a plan to localize it as a Sonic spinoff called Sister oh, Sonic. no. Hey? <laughs> oh, it was apparently what? a noun. <laughs> And, like, they didn't mention Popful Mail in the announcement, but people, like, looked at the, like, evidence available, and I believe possibly some sort of interview eventually came out that confirmed that, yeah, they were contemplating localizing Popful Mail as a Sonic spinoff. How is that supposed to work? Uh, Poorly, I believe, was the answer. (laughs) Sounds about right. Due to the neg- negative fe- feedback, Sister Sonic was delayed and eventually cancelled. <laughs> Go figure. I mean, probably for... I, I think we dodged a bullet, if I'm being honest. You can say what you want about working design's localization choices. They wouldn't have been that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a very cute game. That's totally worth uh, going back to if you just want... Uh, that era of sort of side-scrolling action RPGs in the in the style of something like a Zelda 2 or a Fazanadu. I love Zelda 2. Oh. Well, you and Wheels can now fight. Banished. Um, forevermore. <laughs> but you already knew the, that. Come on. Yeah, it doesn't have no, the what we, style. No, what we need is a remake of Zelda 2 using the Zelda power-up from Super Mario Maker 2. There you go. A remake yeah. of Zelda 2 using a highly animated version because, of CDI sprites. No, uh, because I, I have actually seen YouTube videos of Mario Maker 2 levels that were deliberately copied from um, Zelda 2. I made yeah, one of those. Yeah. I could totally I see those that. working. And they work amazingly well. So. I don't know. I feel like somebody should, you know. Make a Zelda 2 remake, but instead of making it Zelda, make it Adventure Time and make it better. I am aware that you are worried about the gar- the Ice King's garbage. Um, <laughs> uh, Unacceptable! Unacceptable! Stop this from becoming a tangent for approximately an hour and a half. We'll, uh... Uh-huh. We will step forth and, uh... We'll definitely discuss Falcom eventually. Um, Again. uh, Okay. Can a cynical game take away the choices from the players? Or would gamers revolt because they don't have the choice to be the good guys or get the good ending? I mean, that's kind of what Grand Theft Auto already is, but... uh... Depends on how much it allows them to play into their baser instincts and just do whatever. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about something like Tyranny, which seems to have actively turned away some players just by virtue of, oh, I can only be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a degree of, like, it'll turn away a subset of your players, which is part of why people don't like doing it. I mean, like, I personally don't like playing as an asshole, so it would probably turn me away unless someone gave me a strong reason to reconsider. 
Um, I don't know, the bad man games. Oh, Holy Invasion of Privacy Bad Man. Yeah, the one that they were con- that they were legally obliged to change the title to eventually. <laughs> yeah, let's all talk about how uh, it doesn't count as parody if you just reference the existence of something in the name. It has to be a commentary on it in some fashion, even if that commentary is that this is bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they ultimately christened, rechristened it. What did I do to deserve this, my lord? Something yeah. Like uh, I don't know, this holy invasion of privacy, bad man. Just was. Yeah, that was it's awesome. a very good name, and I can understand why they were immediately threatened with a lawsuit. <laughs> yep. Uh, so wait. So the question is, can you be the bad guy and still get the good ending? Is that what you're saying? No, I believe the question is more like. Can a game that forces you to be bad is a game forcing oh. you to be bad taking away player agency? And, oh. uh, you know, well, the game... perfect example of that is The Last of Us Part Two, but that's <laughs> not an RPG. That's true. But... So we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's banished forevermore. Yay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like that. The real issue that I think more than like player agency, because most games, even whether you're playing a good guy or a bad guy, most games do not actually give you a great deal of agency in the story. But uh, I must. The real issue is that if you make everyone in the game someone detestable, the player doesn't care what happens to them right. and doesn't want to see their stories play out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not saying that there's no room for that kind of fiction, but you have to be very careful about what kind of, like, you know, eventually if something's too depressing and not fulfilling some sort of emotional need, play it, people just check out of it. Yep. Or you end up in a very niche section of the market that you probably don't actually want to look at too closely. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll pop in this other part of the question because it may contextual this next question because it kind of contextualizes this one. On that note, are cynicism and giving up actually harder to do with games than nihilism as games in a media center around what you can do? Nihilistic ally killing uh, everyone is doing something. Uh, if we treat cynicism as shirking the intended goal of the game, then I mean that usually exists in the category of joke endings where you just refuse to participate in the plot. Like, oh, well, there is Shin Megami Tensei 4 where... I was going to oh, bring that up. Although point, that one's more nihilism can, too. Yeah, that, that is very literally nihilism in the fact that you reduce the entire universe down to a monad. Yeah. Wheels, did you get that ending? Yes. I think everybody got the ending the first time because nobody believed that it would actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> or that we thought we were get, trying to get something else and then suddenly, oh, we have literally Oops. reduced the universe to null. So what happens if you try to try to get the neutral ending by dint of just refusing to do anything? <laughs> I still um, think the best ending ever is God of War 3 because he kills all the nice. gods... And then ends the world and kills himself, or so we thought. Speaking of nihilism, uh, <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean that's that's just kind of a kind of the issue is that 
Like, a game with no player choice kind of can't really... A game where the player character has no interests, obligations, and no goal can't really work as an RPG. An RPG right. You can shirk your goals in an RPG, but if it doesn't give you anything, then you're just then you're just some asshole wandering around and killing things. Yep. And that gets boring pretty quick. No emotional fulfillment there. Uh, there's not enough simulatable freedom to truly make the define your own goal. Like the define your own goal games kind of require strong creative suites like a Minecraft or something. Yeah. Uh it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, feel, feel free to re-ask this if we're not quite getting at what you were trying to get at, Fire Miner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, like, the, the closest I can come to are games that allow you to negate the premise of the plot from the start, and then they'll just sort of roll credits because it's like, well, you, you have a choice. But a game that actively bars you from making choices that, like, certainly plenty of games will force you into a plot point you probably didn't want, but a game that actively bars you from uh, making the right choice. Like, the closest I can think of maybe to this is this is also not an RPG, but I like it, so I'm going to talk about it is there is in uh, Ace Attorney 4, you're forced to play through the trial that causes the protagonist of the first three games to get disbarred. And are left in a situation where you, at the end of that trial, are completely aware that the thing you're about to do is going to crushingly destroy the next seven years of his life. But... You already know why you already know it happened, and the game's not going to let you avert that, oh, so wow. you just have to participate <laughs> in the tragedy. Cool. And there are ways that that could be very interesting and very powerful. I guess, like, uh, you can. Uh, one, another one that might uh, slightly fit this would be the end of FF7 Crisis Core, which is a, you know, Zack's death struggle uh, from FF7's original release, but, you know, like, in a more action event, rather than you just watching him uh, see Midgar and then get shot in the back by three random soldiers. Uh, yeah. In, in that game, like... know that the person's gonna die at the end is gonna be a bit... Yeah. yeah. And, like, the, the, the thing that makes the that game work is that it really has to focus on, but what did he accomplish before, uh, before that? And like, why did, what meaning did his life have before that? And like that, like I, based on the premises outlined, like that, that's the closest thing I can think of to a cynical game as being outlined by these premises. But that game is not cynical in that sense. Like the fundamental thesis there being that, yeah, he dies at the end, but he was still important while he was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just remembering too. Um, you can beat Pillars of Eternity two in about ten minutes by just refusing to take on the job at the beginning, and then <laughs> you get 
what happens is your your soul gets reincarnated into like a wolf, and then you get a game over screen. <laughs> well, the end for you, buddy. <laughs> so you so you can you can do so, that. You can actually just sit there and say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, hell no, I'm not. I'm not going after Eothis or whatever. No, no, can't no. Can't make me. And, and jokes then, on you. I wanted to be a wolf. Yeah, and then game over. So. Game over. Return of being a furry. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. There was another one that I was uh, thinking of. Oh, this is like we always go down these because they're really funny. But uh, most Metal Max games have at least one ending that comes from just essentially either refusing the plot outright or just getting married immediately. Uh, but I think my favorite is another non-RPG, which is uh, the second Matrix video game that allows you to just take the blue pill at the beginning and immediately rolls credits while Lawrence Fishburne just seems really disappointed in you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's always a fun one. But, yeah. yeah, and I'm not sure that cyberpunk really counts because... You're an asshole whether you want to be or not. It's it's like GTA, basically. So. I mean, it's the... Sometimes you end up with... The nature of the setting means that you must inherently be morally compromised, but that doesn't mean that you aren't shooting to be better. Right. Well, so. if you play it the way I do and just straight-up murder people and run them over in your car, then yeah, it's... How dare you? Uh, that seems a bit excessive, but... Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I think that's uh, until until Fireminer issues further clarification or declares the question answered satisfactorily, we'll have to put a pin in eight and nine. Uh, I was going to say, you just had to wait until I was away from the computer to mention Metal Max. <laughs> Listen, I knew that we would be on for another like, you know, 20, 30 minutes just for that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also would not add to the question any because Metal Max games tend to be fairly upbeat. Yep, except for the, except for Zeno. Oh, uh, many problems with Zeno. Uh, oh yeah, but let's not do that again. This is a happy place for now. Uh, I think getting through question ten would be a good round place to end things off. Uh, especially because I don't have super strong. Uh, Opinions on this? There's some. There's some. Interesting. Oh, I Is should that... also probably be checking the Twitch chat just to make sure. Yeah. I mean, I've never played the game in question here, but you know what? Since we've already done eleven, let's finish ten. Yeah. Um. So, while I do like Genshin Impact, I'm kind of baffled by how quickly it got to be so popular. How do you think that did happen? Horny. Um. I, I looked at, I saw people immediately go nuts about that game over on Twitter, and there's like three things involved. One, three, two, it looks like Breath of the Wild, but three, it's also much hornier than Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Waifu syndrome, okay. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get like, you combine a game that people like with the fact that they don't have an initial buy-in and the fact that, uh, you know, waifus and there suddenly you can you can get that and like <laughs> there there's no like perfect alchemical route for success but i mean like those three are as close to like if anyone gives it any sort of pickup it'll go it'll balloon from there because those three things capture a large swath of people who play video game mm. 
uh, it's kind of interesting to see which video games really, really kicked it off because of the pandemic. I mean, you got Genshin Impact, you've got Animal Crossing, and you have Among Us. Mm -hmm. And they just, but, all three of them... But Animal Crossing was actually good, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? Sounds, Animal Crossing was actually good. It sounds a little sus. Yes, but do you think it would be outselling the, the entirety <laughs> no. of its own series within a month and a half to two months if it were not for the fact that everybody no. was kind of locked inside and really so much. Absolutely so much video not. games in 2020 have to be examined from the lens of, oh, people were stir-crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I played Genshin Impact for about 20 minutes, and then I was like, oh, this is basically just a mobile game. Oh. It was which, a mobile game. It just looks like Breath of the Wild. It's a mobile game with Breath of the Wild graphics and anime girls. Yeah. That'll sell so. to a lot of people. I did not play it because I saw that it had mobile game mechanics, and I was like, I hate those, and then I stopped. Um, I, played, I tried it, and it was very, very bored. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, of those three, I'd probably play Animal Crossing, and then I, I played some Animal Crossing. I would probably play Among Us if I felt like it, because, I mean, that's a simple social game. That's fun. But not... Wow. Yeah, Listen, um, I like Mafia just as much as anyone. Uh, Among Us is the blast. <laughs> Among Us is my favorite sitcom of the year. <laughs> I don't actually play, but I found a couple live streamers who I just really enjoy seeing them play off of each other, mostly their own roommates, and it's just it's like <laughs> it, it's like oh, it's, it's a very like good watching, stream. Game. It's like watching yeah. Higurashi, where everything is—it's literally the same characters over and over and over again in different scenarios, but it's a lot more upbeat. You get to—you get to watch someone get really furious that they keep getting killed almost <laughs> immediately, over and over and over. Oh no, no! I, I get to watch complicated conspiracy theories being played out, with oh, like two characters deciding, you know what, we'll get this other crewmate character just call all the shots because we like her today. Yeah, it's a very good uh, streamer game, which also definitely helped it. Because, I mean, it's just like, oh, it's got social interaction, but you're not even supposed to be near the other person anyway. And, like, uh, you can just sort of watch uh, madness play out throughout their uh, game session and across multiple sessions. Year. <laughs> what about Fall Guys? Oh, that's nah, that wasn't as fun to watch. It's not as it, it's like it's fun it's to watch for like an Mario hour or so, but after a while, yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah, I've seen all of the gimmicks that are going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the answer the answer to the initial question is uh, the terrifying combination of free to play Breath of the Wild and uh, the human id. So. Yeah, I'm not surprised that it's popular. It's not surprising at all. Yeah, like that's that's you know, I mean that's why a lot of things are popular. In fact, a lot a lot of mobile <laughs> games in specific are popular because of that. Yeah. Uh, minus the Breath of the Wild bit, but like you just put in like a simple time waster game and take advantage of uh, gambling mechanics and every other aspect of the human id, and then you'll mm -hmm. have uh, then you'll find at least some success unless you're you know. Yep. Unless you get unlucky, because mobile games are somehow even more capricious than console games in terms of success. 
Yeah, that, that's why when I was reviewing Dandy Dungeon, I had to point out, it's like, okay, this is where they had to tweak it from being a mobile game. <laughs> Enjoyed like, reading that, by the way. Yeah. It was funny to see... Um, I mean, I didn't. I had forgotten that we actually had a review for the Switch version until I was looking for screenshots, and was like, "Oh, Pascal and I have completely different opinions on this game." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check uh, Pascal's review. I should maybe do yeah. that. But, yeah. So, I still think it's neato. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it is exactly what it was set out to be. And that was a weird. <laughs> and that's what I wanted. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, you could try to knock it for the graphics level, but that's the exact type of graphics that the creator was going for. And he is an auteur in the most basic sense of the word. Yep. For video games. I mean, if he wants to make it look like that, it, or if it looks like that, it's because he really wanted it to look like that. And honestly, I find them charming anyway. Yeah. And if he wants to make um, the music literally so generic that you are struggling to remember which 1990s video game you might have heard something similar to it from. Um, it means and then exactly just, what it meant to. And then just for the hell of it, he includes U um, Nobuo Uematsu as a side character who insults the game designer's musical choices. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously, yes. He he, he walks in after, um, in the post game after you defeat one particular level. He um, Nobio Uematsu will walk into his apartment and insult Yamada for his lack of ability in video game music composition, <laughs> and then challenge him to visit the Uematsu Ranch to uh, ha to uh, have a duel of honor over the matter. <laughs> Okay. Said, said duel of honor. The screen. This is screenshot in the review, but the said duel of honor involves, again, quote unquote, Nobio Uematsu wearing nothing but a fig leaf, riding on a UFO. As you do. And and still there. constantly insulting Yamada's musical ability, <laughs> to okay. to a backdrop of an original Uematsu composition. By the way, probably yeah. the best music in the game, because. He wanted to. <laughs> Wait, it, and much, we're talking about like Dandy was... Dungeon. Dandy yeah. Dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, I, I meant. Yeah, I meant to try that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah apparently, um, his appearance in the game was entirely originally an in joke between him and the and the owner of Onion Games. <laughs> yeah. Who would and, have worked and, at Square long ago? <laughs> and, and from what I have, what I have seen and heard of Mr. Uematsu, it prob there was probably a good deal of beer involved. <laughs> that makes Almost sense. certainly a good deal of beer involved, and probably very good beer at that. <laughs> good to know. Good to, uh, should have fun with it if you're going to bother. <laughs> okay. Now I have a question. Okay. Yep. <sighs> My question is: What is your most anticipated upcoming RPG? Like over oh, the RPG. next year or so. Saga Frontier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cheat because Saga Frontier is a game I play, but then again, also Fuse. So. But hmm. I, I treat any saga remake as its own proper game, even though this one isn't as extreme as remake as the others. But I'm trying to think of like ones that are announced. Well, my answer is Disgaea Six. Oh yeah, that should be out in yeah. like a month. <laughs> yeah, 
the the demo is supposed to be out for the Japanese market right now, but I couldn't get my Switch to hook up to the in- free Wi-Fi at the food court this morning. Okay. Hmm. So I might be able to let you know next week, but not <laughs> right now. I could look right now if you want. Mm. Oh, you have a Japanese region account? Yeah. Oh, nice. sure. Go for it, dude. Go for it. <laughs> Just go for it. First, it'll take like uh, 40 minutes to download, so you won't be hearing about it tonight. But... It's mostly just seeing if it is actually there. Yeah. Well, I think I just saw it. Hold on. Oh, there's this guy, SX. Uh, there you go. Downloading. Yep. Yay. <laughs> I do appreciate that they made that so simple for the Switch. <laughs> yeah, because uh, my niece got in Scotland got a Switch for her birthday. And yeah, and my brother-in-law was telling me, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about getting them an eShop gift card. And normally when I buy them stuff through Amazon UK, it converts from euros to USD. But then the eShop cards, I guess, are only in pounds. Hmm. And huh. I got really confused. And then he was like, oh, well, since it's not region locked, I just linked to the U.S. store or something. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, because I think that gives you the access in both regions anyway. Yeah. So. Really a nice uh, sharp 180 from the 3DS's uh, situation. True. Unless you hack the heck out of it. But that's cheating. Yeah, that, that doesn't really count. Uh, I'm looking forward to Monster Hunter. Ah! Oh, yeah. That Two Monster sense. Hunters. Ah! Uh, both uh, the, uh, the Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Rides. Yes. Let's see. Well, that makes sense. Um, I, I'm not what allowed else is to coming up this year. I, yeah. I'm not allowed to badmouth Monster Hunter, so all I can it's do true. is make grunting noises. Yes, you continue to make your noises. <laughs> hey, one of those is a traditional turn-based RPG, sir. Uh, uh, I'm like looking up. Settle down. Settle Inescapable. Down. Uh, let's see. Like things that are actually coming out this year. Uh, I do not know. New hyperdimension Neptunia. Oh, there's a million of those. Uh, no, no. <laughs> let's see. We're getting each nine here. I'm excited for that, but not most excited of the year. I don't hope. I would hope not. Anyway. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, I got a fairly com- comprehensive list here from, let's see, from RPG site. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of games coming out. I don't know what any of these are, or I know some of them. Let's see. Uh, so, King's Bounty 2. Okay. okay. There was yeah, one. that one's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, for some reason, I re- originally read that as King's Field. I'm like, oh, from, but no. 
Okay. That would um, be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm mad at from software. <laughs> of course, Hopefully. I'm also waiting to see what the next um, Atelier title announced is. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, if there's anything we can count on, it's Gust is going to have another game out this year. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't. And feel aside like from Rise of Three, we don't know what the next one's going to be. Dusk series what? part four. Hey, I'm still pulling for that. I have laid out the arguments why it's probably thematically a sound idea. Yeah. yeah I, I'm just waiting for Atelier Neo. I've been waiting for it ever since I finished Asha. I've been waiting for Little Sister to get on and on the act, and it has not happened yet. <laughs> she needs to be the fourth protagonist. That'd be funny. I mean, she's already canonically um, an alchemist by birth. Yeah, yeah. So, as as alluded to in Asha, and specifically stated in um, Eska and Logi. So. Uh, oh, I'm. I'm just looking at like this list of games. It's not a lot of game. It's not a lot of RPGs here. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, now, like, I guess East Nine would be my most anticipated of what's actually announced. Yeah. I don't mean to, like you know, dump on each nine, but it's not usually, it's usually the sort of thing that I sort of play and, you know, have a good time with and don't think too much about. Yeah. As opposed to like having to look forward to it. So that's a little, it's just a little unsettling is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What else around here? Oh, is uh, Sega planning another Valkyria Chronicles? Uh, I don't I haven't heard anything about that. Okay, that's not happening. That's wow, harsh out there. Fair, oh, but harsh. Fair. Well, then, other than that, I guess my most anticipated title would be whatever looks interesting next on the reviews um, code list for a Switch. So very excited for that. Kingdom of, of Amalur now coming to Switch. I forgot about re reckoning. Yeah. Re reckoning. But uh, um, I mean, you know, now that I've actually got a. A um, memory card on my Switch, I should be able to enjoy something larger. So, yeah, for example, The Outer Worlds. <laughs> hey, I've got that one on cartridge, so I don't have to worry as much there. Well, that does require <laughs> some um, some download. Some download. Yeah. For patches, uh, it's it's got like the thing on the outside that says "Download Required," but. Uh, that's just a day one patch. The whole game isn't actually on the card, but it, the patches are quite large. Yeah, they made a lot of changes to get it as up and running as they could. That must be a nightmare. <sighs> oh yeah, I can. It it like the final uh, as uh, when it's fully patched, it's a perfectly playable version of the game. It's got some frame rate issues, but it's still quite good. But yeah, I beat it. Yeah, it was perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, there's no way it could ever beat out some of my personal favorites for frame rate issues. <laughs> uh, six demo oh, go. Wait, so how did we how did we get through that whole thing about cynicism and not really talk about outer worlds and all the tongue in cheek and anti corporate stuff going on? <laughs> oh, you, the and thing that, is that yeah. you can. 
you can change the world in Outer Worlds, which yeah. runs counter to the initial uh, presentation of the concept that, like, a game where your decisions can't fix things. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were to make, like, a single-person campaign RPG in Warhammer 40k... Yeah, I guess that would do it. That also that, that would probably do it because I mean, there's there's canonically no happy endings except for the one orc horde that got trapped in hell and is having a great time just fighting every single day for the next million years. That's all they wanted. Yes, I, I mean that. I'm not even joking. That is supposedly that the only canonical happy ending for any character in the series. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I, I somehow never got into the entire Warhammer franchise. I, I mainly know it from reading through random things on Quora and other forums, just from out of random <laughs> curiosity that somebody's talking about this. And I'm like, I am so glad I never actually bothered to get into this. Yeah, I yeah, never got into that, and I felt just Because I played Magic, and I played D&D, &D, and then I would see like the Warhammer figures at the, at the mall, and I'd be like, what the hell is that? There, yeah. but for the grace of God. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to play those games. They were ridiculous. This is not an RPG, but I'm just looking forward to the uh, Switch Silvercase collection. Now, you might remember, there. I think, wasn't there a, a Warhammer MMORPG from EA Mythic or something, and didn't they go under? After that. Uh, that sounds about right, yeah. And I know that because I interviewed in Virginia for a, a job as a uh, administrator or something on, on there, and I decided not to take the job, and then my coworkers who left my current job to go there, they end up getting laid off like three months later. So, well, yeah. dodged a bullet there. Um... I dodged a bullet big time, yeah. Well, glad you didn't have to go through that. Uh, <laughs> see oh. that. Uh, how long did that even last? I don't feel like it was long. Uh, about five years, so not long, but not short. Yeah. And apparently, it has a fan server now, which I mean, that sounds wow. about right. Cool. cool. Remaining active as of October 2020. Thanks, Wikipedia. Now I have to look when the most recent EverQuest, uh, what the most recent EverQuest expansion was. That's still going. Yes. Yes. I guess it's called EverQuest for a reason. At some point, it becomes so like I feel like some of the people playing it are like, well, I've been doing this for over 20 years. I don't know how to function if I don't at least have the option to play it. Yeah. And I wouldn't even blame them. Like, just truly, truly, like, you know, at some point, it's like, this has been with me all my life. Most recent one came out in December. Huh. You can, you could purchase a new expansion for the original EverQuest called Claws of Bishan on December 8th, 2020. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, it's still got some sort of ongoing plot. What did they even do with these anymore? There's some new zones. A new dragon's horde. I don't know what that means. Uh, I would love to just talk to someone who's been playing ever since ever EverQuest ever since it was new and just sort of like ask them 
So, like, what does this even mean to you at this stage? Like, what <laughs> what part of your life is this filling at this stage? Yeah. What, what is your trauma? And who is your therapist? <laughs> my trauma was EverQuest, and my therapist is EverQuest. Um, now, is that better or worse than Ultima Online? Uh, Ultima Online doesn't... It, doesn't have like new content happening as a thing but people still play it don't they i think so i don't know that it was ever shut down i uh, mean i can't understand why people still play world of warcraft but i'm not supposed to make fun of blizzard either oh i'm gonna do it for you yeah, it's fine it's fine okay it's fine oh i run with a blizzard i make the bad game um let's see. it's not hearthstone so that crappy Diablo mobile game is an alpha now, and but some people are saying it's pretty good. I don't, I don't trust things that have the words mobile game involved. So Exactly. I don't play mobile games. Don't play mobile games, and thankfully I don't play Diablos either, so I'm free. Um, uh, uh, okay, they are currently... There is still... Uh, there is a company that still manages Ultima Online. That company is called Broadsword. I don't know what they do. Uh, like, imagine being the person whose job it is to just like make sure this still runs in Windows 10. Oh, God, <laughs> why? Sir, <laughs> I was four when this game came out. <laughs> and... Get back oh, wait, to work. Is, um, <laughs> is Final Fantasy fourteen getting any PS5 enhancements or anything like that? Sincerely doubt it. I think oh. they said it was. Oh. Huh. Well, because PS4 Pro did get um, a 4K resolution patch. Finally, I can look at these MMO assets and the detail they deserve. Yeah. That is a terrible way to play that game, though, anyway. It's a mess on a controller. Yeah. Anything that requires more buttons than a controller has, I don't want to play. Um, when we were talking about EverQuest, I got to thinking Final Fantasy. Like, something must have gotten lost in translation there because no, there's nothing final about it. There's 16 of them now, right? Or not yeah, there, there's always the apocryphal tale of the original game where it was supposedly their last chance to publish something, which I never really quite understood. Uh, yeah, everything I found says that, no, they just thought the title was nice. Like, I looked into that story, and it's like, no, yeah. Square was doing so it, fine. It, it is, in fact, apocryphal. Yeah. Weren't they making the second game as the first one was released anyway? I mean, quite possibly, but I mean, it's yeah. also just, like, their other games sold fine. <laughs> like, yeah. that was the big thing that, like, the tale rested on the idea of, like, Oh, well, the, their other games were selling terribly and they were about to go out of business. Like, no, their other games sold fine. <laughs> it's just and it was a things. much lower threshold for success back then. Yeah, like, it was really, like, you had such small teams making games for such short periods of time that it was... I wouldn't say it was hard to not make money, but at the same time, to not stay afloat would require you to be doing really, really badly. But, uh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. as far as I can tell, it was mostly chosen just because it sounded cool. Uh, no, and it does. It sounds nice. No PS5 version of 14 as oh. of yet. 
unlike Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, uh, I I hate GTA. Speaking of MMOs, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just gonna keep cackling. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Sometimes, sometimes you just pick a name because it sounds cool and you don't have a further thought process behind it. It's never stopped anyone in the past. People will ignore a bad name if the underlying product, if it's not a bad enough name to turn them away. Mm-hmm. As long as you didn't accidentally make Dr. Blood's orgy of gore, you'll be fine. <laughs> what? Someone's not been watching enough MST3K. Uh, anyway, uh, it's getting towards the end where I need to yeah, start you should do uh, your plug. getting the futons in and getting ready to pick up daughters and things. Yeah. Okay. Plug time. Yeah. Oh, yes. Plug time, plug time. Let's see. Uh, okay, as always, um, um, story series on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor by Michael Yadimizu. Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. So... Because it's easier to Google. Yeah. Uh, yes. that's, that's available. Same story is available as of yet. Uh, paperback's available for the first six, I believe. Yes, and the the third paperback collection should be coming out very soon, unless Amazon decides that there is something else wrong with the cover image again. Oh, don't you love it? Yeah. Okay, lovely. Uh, uh, margins yeah. and things. Hopefully yeah. by the time one of these podcasts comes out, that'll be available. Uh, yeah. TBD out of out of your hands. <laughs> but, yep, uh, that's available. You missed the sale, but still available on Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, you got anything you want to plug? Um, <laughs> sounds like I don't know because I don't know because when I left RP Gamer, I thought I was going to go on to better things and. I kind of didn't, but um, we've all been through that. Yeah, you miss us, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, at, oh, you're still I don't clearly know. allowed back occasionally. Actually, what? Yeah. Uh, sorry, what? What was your username again? Because I, um, I never remember anyone's real name on the site. Oh, um, I don't know. You, you mean on on here, or you mean on uh, RP Gamer? On RP, RP Gamer. Oh, I was smoking Joe eight six. Um, prior to that, I was the vinyl guy. Um, I changed my name a couple times, actually. Okay. So okay, I'm drawing a complete blank here, so which is kind of surprising, weird. Oh, okay. It happens. N- n- nice to meet you again, probably. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I forget uh, names a lot, so yeah. But I do, I do remember seeing you floating around the staff chat. Um, I forget. Names long all time, the time ago. Who are all of you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Captain, what's his face? Captain Captain Wacky later renamed Homer. Um, but uh, we also having to do some cleanup. Uh, uh, Tam is claiming that some high end FF14 players prefer controller. I mean, I'd believe it because, like, if you can, I don't believe get it. the if you can if you can get the muscle memory. There's probably a lot of very quick access to certain functions. So, well. 
Yeah, I mean, because I got FF14 back when I first got the PS4, but did not have a good computer. And I just got used to it because I didn't have a choice. Um, But then people would try to talk to me, and it would take so long to type anything with the controller that I just would ignore people, and then they'd get mad at me. Um, But then, even when I played on the computer with the keyboard... When people were mean to me, I would just quit out of the raids and I wouldn't say a word. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) People would yell at me and I wouldn't even type a comeback. I would just quit. Just like, I'm not talking to you. Tam suggests a wireless keyboard, but I also wouldn't play with people that yelled at you. So, Uh. (laughs) yeah. No, the last time I played some guy, I, I was trying to be healer and some guy, some tank was not. I don't know, he was going too far ahead and then yelled at me because he died, and I'm like, it's not my fault. I healed you as fast as I could. You pulled too many. And then he was trying to lecture me on how to be a healer, and I just was like, nope. And I left. You're just defining the million and one reasons I don't play him most. Uh. <laughs> too, too high a percentage of that guy. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of that guy running around. Yeah. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug the... Um, What's what the hell is it called? Um, I just got this thing that that's really cool. This new amp, and hold on, let me let me look up here. I'm gonna plug that. <laughs> I'm so amped up. Yeah, I am going to plug the um, Power Grid Spark amp. It is a 40-watt amp, and it has an app, and you can download additional presets to load onto the amp. And it's Bluetooth, so you can use it as a Bluetooth speaker to play along with stuff on guitar or bass. And, um, but wait, there's more. And it can come up with um, drum beats for you to play along with, too, Mm. and stuff. So I've been having fun with that recently. That was my birthday gift to myself. And my birthday was January 3rd, and I'm 35 now, and I'm depressed. That's understandable. So, yes, I will plug, I plugged that, good. Um, <laughs> and I want to plug Metal Gear Solid 5, because I just started playing it again, because oh, I never ends. finished it. Kept you waiting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I got to that mission where you got to get those kids out of the canyon while they're getting shot at and oh, I was man. like I said to hell with this and I stopped playing it for years and then I just went back in and did a bunch of side ops and stuff and now I think I've got the stuff the gear I need to beat it so I'm gonna give really that a good. I did a lot of time in that game <laughs> doing side missions and throwing people out of throwing people off of things while listening yes. to Friday I'm in love by the cure so yes 10 out of 10. I know that that is a 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I also want to plug the Xbox series S. If, um, you know, if the new consoles are ever back in stock and you're just looking for something affordable to get your foot in the door until the inevitable, you know, mid generation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's worth every penny in my opinion. It, it'll, you know, the solid state hard drive is good. It'll play, uh, 
a lot of the new games with enhancements, so totally worth it. Also, Tam says that there is a trick to the mission you were having issues with. So it's called B2 Airdrops. Uh, okay. On to Silent? Don't fully know that, but eh, might be worth a shot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so there's that. Wheels has nothing to plug because, I mean, what's to plug is the show. I'll uh, plug things. I what are you going to plug? plug? I don't know. I will uh, uh, plug the Series X, which I find to be a fine console and a nice Good upgrade if you can play ever video. find one. And unplug <laughs> your anti-plug, the PS5. Anti-plug? What does that mean? I don't know. It's it's kind of a mess. <laughs> it's fine. It's um, perfectly crowded. Oh, you know what? I had a dream last night that I had a PS5. What a strange but, dream. But it, it, in the dream, though, this model could play PS3 games. Oh, man. Ooh, and, that's, that's uh, give me that more. freaking model now. And for some reason, I was trying... I had to go on this whole quest to hunt down a copy of Disgaea 3 Absence of Justice. <laughs> but no one was selling it online. I could not find it. And I woke up feeling very sad. That's a lot. I remembered it was a dream. But then I got sad again because I sold Wheels my Vita and Absence of can Detention, no longer, I think is what that version is called. And, and can no longer play uh, Absence of Detention. Don't you still have your PS3? Yeah, but I don't have a PS3 copy of the Sky of 3. And I could rebuy it, but. I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to end up on Steam because every other Disgaea game is on Steam. I mean, I want it on Switch. They need to give it to me on Switch. I mean, if it comes out on Steam, it'll probably come out on Switch. Right. Hey, I'm fine with that. They gave us one. I did not want one. I want three. Sick of one. Sound really furious. There's Uh like ten gajillion versions of one. It's. I know. Gonna send wheels the DS version of one. Uh, one is so dated, even yeah, with the it's, graphics. It's very dated. <laughs> Sending wheels the DS version of one. Um, I have it. God damn it! I have it. Why? <laughs> I don't. You don't know. even like it. I don't hate uh, it. It's just I, I want three. I want a new. I want a fresh version of three. It's the best one, and it, and yeah. it's the one that most needs like just a a slight. Slight update of its graphics. Yeah. And but anyway, I really do need some other Vita games made at the PC. Cool. Always yeah. a pleasure. Okay. So talk to you oh. guys later. Later. Okay. Good night. And bye. 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 Uh, continue as you were. We'll close out in yeah. a little bit. So, now think of how many Vita games already got ported over to PC, you know? It's pretty common. Did that uh, updated version of Muramasa ever get ported elsewhere? Nope. Oh, Muramasa! That's a shame. I can't play that either. Uh, You have a Wii? No, that's not that's not the rebirth version at all, is it? Well, it's a version oh. now. It's a version. True, it's true. I, but I had all the DLC people. Oh, get an upgrade from two characters to like five. Yeah.
Well, I mean, and the thing is, I also sold my Wii U to Wheels, and I still have an old Wii system with a broken eject button. That's well, why you hack it. Um, well, man, do you want a Vita? You know, I could, I got one. You know, I could sell you. No, for a, a, the low, low price of five hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> What are you, the comic book guy? <laughs> yes. Oh, Bleeding Gums Murphy has passed away. Oh, sorry. Hang on. That's five hundred dollars. I'm just thinking about just thinking about the Mary Worth phone now instead. <laughs> are we still recording? Yes. Oh yes. Um, so <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, we, this, this, uh, you know, Q and A, so you can, as you, as you can tell, we will answer questions. We thank our questioners this week, uh, Platy M3 and, uh, Fireminer, uh, feel free to ask questions like them. If you want to, you know, get thanked by me personally, I know that's not much of a prize, but it's something, uh. <laughs> Uh, you can put those questions in the Discord, in the podcast section. Uh, that There's been a little more life uh, for like just chatter about some of the other podcasts that have been going recently in that section. But uh, if you tell, if you say you've got a question for Q&A Quest, we'll, uh, we'll answer it. Uh, you can also put it in the comment section on the... Uh, uh, for any given episode, if it's within like two or three episodes, we'll probably notice the comment and respond to the question. Uh, otherwise, see ya, Space Cowboys. See ya. Bye. Bye.